This is The Interview. The Interview. Every weekday on Radio Now, 95.3 FM. As Nigeria continues to battle with insecurity and economic challenges, as well as tribal, religious, and ethnic divisions stoked by years of, amongst other things, a failure to reflect on the past, it is important more than ever to address the things that unite us while effectively looking back on how we got here. On the interview today, Radio Now's David Chiedu speaks with Dele Olojede, Pulitzer Award winner, former publisher of Next Newspaper and the founder of NigeriaFoundation.org. David starts by asking him exactly what the foundation is. My family... Uh decided to uh, start the foundation as just one other effort towards trying to figure out how do we reunite our country in a way that we can all collectively chart a new path. So the setting up of the Nigeria Foundation is just another thing trying to address some of the root causes of our division. Mm. And so we take the Biafra War as a jump-off point. Uh, to examining those divisions that have immobilized us mm. uh, and prevented us from taking collective action to solve our own problems. Mm. Uh, so it doesn't stop at the Biafra War, of course. It uh, also seeks to address all of our other divisions, Niger Delta, whether it's uh, Southern Kaduna, whether it's my own hometown of Ife and the Mudakake uh, part that I come from, uh, which had a violent convulsion around 1980. Mm -hmm. So there are divisions at every level of society in our country, and a country so divided cannot have a chance of building itself Mm -hmm. into a place that is fit for human flourishing, Mm -hmm. which is what we want. So we created the Nigeria Foundation to do three principal things. The first thing is using the Biafra War, as I said, as a jump-off point to mobilize millions of Nigerians uh, to acknowledge the suffering of that war and our many other wars, Mm. all our many small Biafras, as I describe them, by contributing individually towards the uh, building of a national center for memory and reconciliation, to commit to doing something together to acknowledge this pain and suffering and loss Mm. of the war and our subsequent many losses that we continue to suffer till today. So the foundation will seek to galvanize many Nigerians. Minimum number in my head is a million people, preferably as ordinary as possible, contributing tiny little amounts as a way of saying we have a stake in the system Mm. uh, to build the National Center for Memory and Reconciliation. The second thing is on the back of that to campaign for our National Assembly to declare January 15 a public holiday to be known as Day of Reconciliation. Mm. This will encompass reconciling all communities throughout the land who may be divided in some way. Which was January 15 because that's the day the war ended. Also, it happens to be the day of our first coup that triggered all these events that eventually led to that war. Mm. And also is our Armed Forces Day. So January 15 is powerfully symbolic in that sense, that if we recognize it as 
our day of reconciliation, which communities get together, school kids get together, uh, various organizations set up public forums uh, to discuss issues that reconcile communities uh, one against uh, the other. Then we will be getting somewhere. The third and final point, of course, that is that the foundation seeks to uh, convene or support those who convene various conversations at all levels throughout the country on an ongoing basis about how people can find one another again. Mm. We are not the only diverse country in the world. We are not the only multi-religion country in the world. We are not even close to the diversity of some countries or even the size of those countries. So we have no excuse at all because there is nothing special about the composition of our country that should prevent us from making it work as mm. a single united and progressive entity. Mm. Others have had to confront the same challenges, often greater than ours, and they've overcome. There is nothing that stops us from also doing that. So the foundation is focused on those three things. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to bring your attention so that we can talk about everything happening in the country, which, of course, is still very symmetrical to what uh, your organization stands for. A lot of Nigerians think that we have gotten to, if not, you know, very close to getting to the tipping point mm -hmm. as far as uh, uh, insecurity and um, everything that basically crystallizes a collective along lines. They seem to think that we're getting there. Now, let's date it back to where it all started, or points rather, that it all started, which is uh, what happened many, many years ago post-independence. Would you say, in your opinion, that the substantive governments over the decades have done significantly well in helping Nigerians, for want of a much better expression, forget about the trauma or get over the trauma of that particular uh, period in our lives, that dark period in our history. Would you say that they have done enough to No, no, they have not us? done anything at all. Okay. Uh, our attitude, our national attitude, seems to be denial. Our successive governments deliberately turning the blind eye as not helped in any way. If anything, it has exacerbated those tensions which then manifest in the prickliness of our national discourse, if you can call it a discourse at all, where everybody automatically sees something wrong about the other mm. or, or, or something. There's a, there's a complete lack of trust in society. And without that, we cannot cohere as a country. If somebody appoints an official somewhere, they'll say, ah, what about these other officials? People forget that the mayor of Enugu in the 1950s was a man from Sokoto, elected by the people of Enugu to be their mayor. People forget that Abiola defeated Tofa, who is from Kano, in Kano. People forget that almost the entire economic team of Olusegun Obasanjo was made up of Igbo people. Nobody even thought about it because it seemed like irrelevant because things were working. So we are the same people who are quite capable of looking beyond ethnic or religious identity. Mm. It is only when things are breaking down as they are now, and there is so much suffering in the land, and there is so much tension, and the abandonment of its duties by the Nigerian government, that people find solace in these identities. Plus, all sorts of injuries that have accumulated over time that were not atoned for, for which there have been no consequences, 
People carry all of this with them and it comes gushing out at moments of great stress, mm. such as we are encountering now. I'm still going to stick with this uh, train of thought here where we're talking about um, all the things that polarize us. Um, a lot of people seem to think, concerned Nigerians actually seem to think that the our main political institution, which is the constitution, which pretty much everything that um, is Nigeria as an, or makes up Nigeria as an entity is enshrined in or is built upon. They seem to think that it is, it's, it's gotten to the point or we have gotten to the point where we need to do away permanently with that particular uh, piece of uh, a documentation, as it were, that does constitute Nigeria, saying that if perhaps it was tweaked a little bit or maybe if it was completely overhauled or rejigged, uh, Nigeria will be better off for it. That's Nigeria as a country and Nigerians as individuals down to the micro, uh, tiniest uh, microcosm of society would be better off for it. In the same vein, a portion of it which uh, has the, or which provides rather for the even distribution, I'm talking about the quota system, mm -hmm. provides for the even distribution of, um, you know, bureaucratic and political roles. Mm -hmm. uh, also, is there now that feeds into what you were talking about earlier about uh, where the examples you cited mm -hmm. about um, Nigerians not being bothered about certain mm -hmm. uh, people taking uh, up roles in government and mm -hmm. all of that so that is also a, a huge concern for most Nigerians and do you think in your own opinion that that needs to be done away with um, as far as our constitution is concerned and also uh, the constitution in its generality do you think we're done with it or we've come to the part where we need another piece of legislation okay, in so that regard. So the way to think about that clearly and with as little heat and emotion as possible mm. is to first acknowledge that no constitution is ever written in stone. Hence, constitutions tend to have amendments over time. As people find what the original document does not adequately address then they use their rational senses to tweak the document. The fundamental remains the same. There are some loopholes which very many uh, legal luminaries claim that there are in that piece of legislation, which has been the reason why um, governments past and present have been you know, um, piggybacking of those loopholes. I happen mm. to believe that we need to restructure how we govern ourselves mm. because the current system is too cumbersome and it and promotes the distancing of the state from the citizen. Mm. But we should understand any system we choose is going to be subject to these same disasters if we are constantly elevating the worst amongst us, the least capable amongst us to be leaders. After we've restructured in some way, we'll come back in 10 years and find that if we do not fundamentally change how and by what means we choose our leaders so that more often than not, they represent the most capable, the most highly talented and driven and vigorous amongst us, we're going to end up in the same thing. Mm. That said, I do believe that given what we have now, there is a very good reason to devolve power more to the regions. Mm. Now, I don't think it's feasible at the moment, but I will go so far as to say that we get rid of all the 36 states entirely and instead settle for the six geopolitical regions for which we are already more or less comfortable 
as our principal administrative units, mm. and below them would be incorporated towns and cities that are governing themselves, levying taxes, having their own law enforcement agencies and so on, so that the federal government only does the things that cannot be done successfully or practically at the regional level. Mm. And if you want a glaring example of the failure of what we have now, look no further than Lagos Ibadan Expressway, which is the main artery from your main port to the interior of our country, through which most economic activity must pass, since we had no rail mm. to date to our main port or to any port. This highway that needs only repaving has not been successfully completed since the end of the Abacha regime. We are now 22 years. We are four presidents. They have not been able to pave a 120-kilometer road to repave it. This is not new hacking into the forest. This is a basic thing that a local government will do elsewhere in mm. six to nine months. This is 22 years. Now, that is grand failure, and we have to do something about that. Mm. Now, speaking about uh, more aspects of the failure of government, not just the present government, but, of course, previous government, uh, but um, with more focus on the present government because, uh, just like many... That's where we are say, now. Exactly. To even the less perceptive, it's very, very, very... Um, you can almost uh, cut the tension in the atmosphere with a knife. Now, here we are with um, heightened insecurity, banditry, and uh, which, by the way, is a moniker for terrorism these days. Uh, we have that, and we have a lot of other things that you know, have percolated down to the tiniest... Um, you know, portion of society. And right now, it does seem like there is a little bit of a hesitancy, so to speak, by the government of the day to take decisive actions. Of course, we know that they have claimed at sundry times that they're working on it or they're on top of security in the country and all of that. But much, much recently, um, we've seen some people opting to serve as mediators between uh, state governments and these people who've been looting and pillaging and killing and, you know, mauling individuals who just want to live and go about their daily living. Uh, what are your thoughts regarding uh, this um, situation uh, where we are right now in the country? The Nigerian state has gone AWOL. Our president cannot be moved to show any sense of urgency or determination to solve problems. Uh, the entire paraphernalia of the state is failing catastrophically. So now you have private actors negotiating with bandits and marauders who are kidnapping school children, kidnapping ordinary citizens, murdering and pillaging, and the state is not there. Failure piled upon failure can only be reversed by Nigerian citizens coming together and saying, we face the same challenges. It's not the fault of one part of the country or the other because the stories are the same everywhere. Mm. And so part of you know, what the foundation is trying to do is just help to contribute to that environment in which we can come together mm. to try and address some of these challenges that we face. And hopefully in two years' time, they will get a chance perhaps to choose a better quality of leader across the board, of mm. leaders across the board. Mm. Uh, not necessarily one party or the other, but who are the good leaders who know what they are doing? Who are the young, energetic, vigorous, 
leaders who know how the world works mm. today rather than the world of 40 or 50 or 60 years ago. Mm. I was in the 1970s in university here in Lagos when Audogbe was a minister in, uh, in, in Chagari's government and he was only like 30-something years old. The same Audogbe was appointed by Buhari to be minister of agriculture at age 80. What sort of country behaves so irrationally? I don't understand it. So a small step to take, uh, please go to the website of the Nigeria Foundation, nigeriafoundation.org, and see how you can participate in stitching this country back together. That was Dele Olojede, Pulitzer Award winner, former publisher of Next Newspaper and founder of the NigeriaFoundation.org, speaking with Radio Now's David Chiedu about the present state of affairs in the country and a need to reconcile with the past. For Radio Now, I am Tomi Olubemi. <laughs>